Okay, so it looks like I did some stupid, I did a stupid during the recording and now I'm quite low, boost myself some of the time, doesn't work all the time. Uh, also during the editing phase, this is the second time I've edited this episode, uh, I had almost finished it and then Audacity had a little bit of a kerfuffle. Uh, yeah, exciting times for me. I'm just gonna uh, start the episode, start the episode, I'm fine. Hello and welcome once again to the M4 Project, a movie podcast where we watch films that Water Pablo Kevin watched and tell you if they're worth watching. I said watch a lot that time. As always, my name is Matthew Jelenic. My name is Michael Sullivan. And I'm Morgan Davidson. What do you got this week? The Seven Dwarves versus Seven of Willy Wonka's finest in a battle royale fight to the death. Who would win? I'm going to go with the Seven Dwarves. Yeah, Dopey would shiver, bitch. Yeah, I'm yeah also, I basically have... He's got idiot strength, man. Yeah. <laughs> he's got... They also spend all of their time swinging pickaxes Thank you. around. We're on the same sort of wavelength. Yeah. And Oompa Loompas are just, you know, rotund with chocolate. They, they roll barrels. But, okay, and okay. Blueberry one. <laughs> Here's some things, though. I, I, I've had to think about this, and I, I personally think it depends on a few things. Whether this is a planned fight or whether this is a spontaneous fight and whether weapons are allowed. Okay, if weapons are involved, or if this is a spontaneous fight, I believe the dwarves have a clear advantage. They work mm. all day, as you said, swinging picks, digging the shovels. I imagine a bit of axe work in the forest they live in for firewood. It gives them a clear endurance and advantage. Yeah. They're doing this shit all the time. Dopey yeah. is fucking manic. He's going to have some blades on him for fucking oh, yeah. sure. He's going to cut a prick. He's just going to get dopey as fuck, just cutting people left, right, and center. I think he's probably the Ivan Milato of the Disney Universe. He's just hiding people in that forest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If, on the other hand, it's a prepared fight, Wonka won't want to lose. No, he's got the money. Yeah, yeah, this shit is going to be big. It's going to be pay-per-view on main event. You know, this is going to be bigger than Mayweather versus McGregor. People want to see this shit for two reasons. One, it's odd set of characters banging for each other's blood. Two, it's a freak show battle of little people. That's true. I'd yeah, watch that. the dwarves do have strength exercises, but Wonka will starve his lumpers, I believe. To the state that they're basically feral. They're already looking like they're suffering from a bad case of jaundice, so Wonka clearly doesn't care for their well-being. Hmm. The lumpers are sort of like orcs in Lord of the Rings, who were once elves. Lumpers were once happy dwarves until they were tortured and ruled over by the evil chocolate sorcerer Sauron wannabe, Wonka. <laughs> Um, these deranged creatures will basically be trying to tear the dwarves limb from limb. I can't see a dwarf win. If it is planned. I just can't get over chocolate sour on. <laughs> <laughs> Coming <laughs> this Easter. Find them next to the rabbits. Either, either way, I think it's interesting to think about it. Grumpy is definitely going to act some fucking lumpers. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to get a release of that pent-up aggression. I think Doc goes down early. Dopey will take some punishment, as you said. Yeah. Idiot strength. He's too dumb. He'll just keep going. He'll be like a meth addict also, picking at their scabs. Do- He's just going to keep Dom's going. Doc's a doctor. He knows shit. He knows how to hit knee. That's why they're going to hit him fast. Oh, they're going to yeah. take him. They're going to go He's after him. He's the primary him. target, aren't yeah. they? Know, um, he knows where the arteries are. Definitely. Definitely. Spontaneous dwarves decimate. Planned lumpers. Crazed bloodbath. I, I'm going to the dwarves either way. Really? Yeah. I think so. I mean, I don't think... Uh, Wonka's deranged. He is deranged, but I mean, they've they've grown up in a, just a like a work factory setting where they've probably had a good union. I feel like, <laughs> like they've, they've been pampered essentially. Like they they work in a candy factory. They're suffering like. from jaundice. Yeah. That's because they only get candy, I suppose. That's the one. Exactly. The other one they pretend like everything's fine, but maybe they're just basically the chocolate factories North Korea, yeah. where they just pretend like everything's fine. Yeah. It's not this fine. This is normal. 
Well, maybe. But I mean, like, the, the dwarves are walking, working in the mine. Their hands are probably mostly calluses at this point. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, if you if they hit them, they, they're not going to yeah. feel anything. So okay. they're just going to... I reckon either way. Either way. Actually, yeah. I think the Oompa Loompas as well, they're probably used to being whipped and beaten. So they can probably take some hits. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. Can, what about... Okay, so that fight starts. Like, the seven dwarves size up. Seven Oompa Loompas size up. And what's this? <laughs> Boom. Four Ewoks. <laughs> <laughs> Do they get logs? Uh, they get to sing their original song. song. <laughs> anyway, we're a movie podcast. podcast. Uh, well, they were all from movies, Matthew. Oh, true. Uh, <laughs> Anyways. Um, what? They made a Willy Wonka? They turned the book into a movie? Baba Hotep. Baba Hotep is the movie we're doing this week. My pick. <laughs> Your pick. Um, it's a 2002 oh, American comedy horror film that stars Bruce Campbell as Elvis Presley, now a resident living in a retirement home. It's based on a novella of the same name by a Joe R. Lansdale, which originally appeared in an anthology called The King is Dead, Tales of Elvis Postmortem, which I had to add in because that is a freaking brilliant title for a book. Yeah. Um, the film also stars Ozzy Davis as Jack, a black man who claims to be John F. Kennedy, claiming he was patched up. with this colour. <laughs> yeah, played you was uh, patched up after the assassination attempt, died black and abandoned. And the film revolves around an ancient Egyptian mummy terrorizing a retirement home, sucking <laughs> souls from people that are near to passing away anyway, so not to, as to raise suspicion from their deaths. The mummy is uh, named by uh, Bruce Campbell's Elvis's character, Bubba Hotep. Bubba um, Hotep. Yeah, but uh, he's named that boy um, Elvis and Jack for being a mummy that dresses in a cowboy attire. It deals with a bit of a deeper theme at the same time of ageing and growing old in a culture that only values the young. The mummy, he uh, sucks the souls out from the anus. Yeah, the anus. The anus. The anus. People scream, ah, souls, as he screams their souls souls from their assholes. So <laughs> he, he sucks it out like Terence Hill in a spaghetti western. western. He does. Mm. So Soul yes, spaghetti. an elderly man at a oh, wait, at, that's worms. <laughs> oh, an God. elderly man at the shady rest retirement home in East Texas, known to the staff as Sebastian Huff, but claims to be Elvis, tells the story of him basically how he, you know how he got sick and, and yeah he's just a, a very convincing Elvis impersonator is what they believe he is. He had a contract with, with in a former life with another Elvis yeah. impersonator because he is the original Elvis and he lost this after a propane explosion. I was uh, happy anyway for the time being. For the time being, yeah. He got to be like, oh, cool. Oh, uh, I like myself. Yeah. He said, basically, oh. Elvis was sick of his life. Mm. He swapped with an oh, Elvis boy. impersonator but lost the documentation that proved that, that proved that he actually was yeah. Elvis because he could go back to it whenever he wanted as long as he had the documents. Yeah. Um, and the real, the, the, the world's real Elvis was the impersonator yeah. that died. Problem was, he liked drugs too. He did. Oh, and he had a bad heart. Yeah, he's in this home after an accident. He was on stage. He, he had an accident, had an infection, ended up in a coma. As I said before, he's joined there by Jack. President Kennedy. President Kennedy. President Kennedy. Pretty much they discover that not everything is as it seems, and they start to investigate why people are dying. Elvis encounters a weird turtle head scarab beetle thing, and Jack almost has his... Soul sucked out. Through right. his anus. Through his anus. That, that's a good back of the tin. Yeah. That, that Moving up. on to uh, characters and uh, let's get decadent. Let's start with Ozzy Davis as Jack, or do you want to start with the big boy? The big boy. Big boy. Yeah, the big boy. Bruce the big boy. Campbell. Bruce Campbell as Elvis. Do what he does. Sebastian oh. Half. 
doing what he does. He carries the film. Like Aussie oh. Davis has his his shining moments of brilliance, but it's all on Bruce in this yeah. one, and he knocks it out of the park. I think he has something like ninety percent of the dialogue. He's underrated. Oh yeah, like Criminally. seriously, he is so good at playing that funny serious character it's hilarious to watch but he's so serious yeah, in that know. role yeah. and he just doesn't get enough credit yeah. for that but what he does is brilliant yeah it, it's ridiculous to us as observers but for that character it is serious yeah and it works yeah uh, he's, he's also great at playing a complete doofus which yeah. is what an aging elvis impersonator or slash maybe the real elvis is yeah. in this film you get the feeling that this is the elvis that would have existed if he had have lived longer at or some point you've been in this situation yeah, yeah at some point you actually start to believe you are watching elvis because yeah. his yeah. mannerisms are all correct yeah. and the, the the voice is just it is superb i, I love when he's because uh, elvis did judo and he always did his little dance thing <laughs> that's his little the little Hip thrust, shoulder roll, hand gestures like, don't make me use my stuff, man. <gasps> yeah, hold on. <laughs> it's so good. Lemon <laughs> Harry just delivers an absolutely hilarious line, but it's still, it's so serious. Yeah. So you look on his face, he's so serious. It's like, man. Well, what I love is work. you usually any other Elvis portrayals are just ridiculously overacted. Mm-hmm. And this is... Except for Kurt Russell. Go on. <laughs> in uh, 3,000 Miles to... 3,000 Miles to oh, I can't remember. Yeah, no, that one. Yeah, this one isn't. Whilst it's a comedy, uh, it, and it is in your face, it's very subtle, and it's got cues and nods to Elvis without being too aggressive in its yeah. approach. Like, you're like, oh. It's not hitting you in the face with, I'm Elvis, it's just, I'm Elvis. Yeah, at yeah. one point, it doesn't say it at all through it, and then at one point, it just goes, thank you. Thank you very, very much. much. But it's, it seems so. It seems natural True. that that's how he would, he would say it. Yeah, it's not situation. just, oh, let's just put that in there yeah, for yeah. a nod to... Like, they have a nod to it instead of, Here's the main line, which is this. Yeah. It'd be like any other Schwarzenegger film yeah. where they just put all the friggin' yeah. And I'm, I am glad in. that they didn't lean on that too heavily. Yeah. Like there wasn't moments where we go, "My Bruce Wayne shoes," and falling over because <laughs> someone stepped on his foot or something. Like there was none of that. It was just well, you've got enough in the character being yeah. himself. You've got him yeah. in a rhinestone suit at some point, and mm-hmm. you've got him with the accent. That is Elvis yeah. anyway. You don't need to fill yeah, it out with all these terrible, other terrible yeah. puns. Yeah. Um, which I, th- I think credit and it deserves appreciate appreciation Absolutely. that it didn't just go because believe me if you're doing Elvis there would be you'd be wanting to do it oh yeah but you were like let's just I think let's they even they, even, they even poked fun at that a little bit when the nurse like used a pun of one of Elvis's songs and El- and uh, Bruce Campbell was like oh oh, oh don't like, don't do that like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, not, that's not good don't do that and I thought as well uh, the whole backstory while it was absurd. Uh, it, it's, it was in some way believable. Like, it, it was absurd. But yeah, you went, okay, sure. I could see that Elvis would do this. It wouldn't happen. But it was, again, a nice way to go, okay, this, this is just what we're Within gonna, this world... We're going to run it this way to get you to where you are now. Yeah. Why Elvis is in a freaking nursing home. And who, why he believes he is yeah. him, I suppose. Moving on from just the character to the performance, because we, we covered it a little bit, but Bruce Campbell, ridiculous. Oh, ridiculous. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, really, he is the king. Really, really good. Um, it made me kind of want, given that uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead has seen a resurrection of that character. I would watch like a Bubba Hotep TV series mm-hmm. with him definitely. as Elvis. Definitely, I loved the inner monologue as well. It was a good way to make jokes at his own expense. I think that's also a very clever way to get jokes into the movie without needing to write dialogue between yeah. two characters. You can have. Him making his own Him making his own, exactly right. And it doesn't lose anything in that respect. You can just do the joke, you can do it any time as well by having that inner monologue. It was just a great use to add a couple of extra little pokes of humour into it without needing another character in the shot. Yeah. I really did feel like I was watching an aged Elvis. Yeah. 
I should have noted down some some lines because there were some crackers in there. Oh, I just let some. I, got, I had to stop because I was wasting time. <laughs> like, it's too much. You just get a quote on IMDb at the end. No, I'll, I'll just, I got to talk about my favorite line. What's your favorite line first? Oh, we got to do it right away. I, I need to reheat it because there was one that I thought exactly like we're going to go over favorite lines. Yeah. And I'm going to like, that's going to be, it's just. I've got a couple here. I think it was just before the decadence part. Like, <laughs> let's uh, get decadence. Well, actually, a line just before or it just was, after. Yeah, it was my, I've got that run written down later uh, okay. to do with uh, ding dongs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. I, guess, I guess it would be a chocolate ding dong. <laughs> now that they're now that they're done, me. I was gonna, you can drop it now if you want, but I was going to say it after uh, we talk about Aussie anyway. So yeah. oh, we can we can chop it. Yeah, oh, we can chop it out there. Go, Matty. No, no. Well, some of my favorite lines are at Aussie, so I'm just gonna. I'll You're gonna to wait. Aussie. I th- for, for Elvis though. Can I just talk about the fact that uh, the looking up Kelly's skirt? And may I just say, yeah. oh yeah, what a scene that was. I was like, <laughs> hello, oh hello. So Elvis's uh, roommate passes away, and his daughter comes to bin most of his stuff. She bends over right in, in front of him, him essentially, and, and then it cues into Elvis's in a monologue. It says. The revealing of her panties wasn't intentional or unintentional. She just didn't give a damn. Imagine I'm doing this in an Elvis accent. She saw me as physically and sexually non-threatening. She didn't mind if I got bird's eye view of a love nest. Yeah. It was the same to her as a house cat sneaking a peek. <laughs> I felt my pecker flutter once, like a pigeon having a heart attack. Then lay back down and remained limp and still. Of course, these days, flutter was kind of reassuring. Such a good, <laughs> Such a good so, lie. Yeah. It's been two presidential elections since I've had an erection like that. <laughs> <laughs> Ozzie Davis uh, as JFK. He brings that extra little bit of funny. Yeah. Whereas it's it's a good contrast between Elvis or Mr. Half, depending on if you believe he is Elvis or not. It's like, no, no, I'm seriously, I'm Elvis and everyone thinks he's crazy. And one of his only friends is this black man who thinks he is JFK. Yeah. He's you're, got, not, he, you're not JFK. He's man. got a scar on the back of his head. Yeah. Which is that... Uh, That's the, where they took a piece of my brain, brain. and put a, piece, uh, put a bag of sand up there. I got a bag of sand up in my head. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you somewhat by the end of it, and I, uh, in, in this world, I did believe that Elvis, well, Sebastian was actually Elvis. Yeah. yeah I, I was like, yeah. yes, you are. that is what happened. But with Jack, and he's, he you know, he claims that he was almost assassinated by Lyndon Johnson. He was dyed black and, and, and dropped at an old person. It's just cray-cray. He is more than likely just sent off, mm-hmm. and he's losing his marbles, and this is what he believes. With, El- with, with Elvis, I, by the end of it, I was like, yep, you are actually Elvis. Yeah. That is actually true. Mm-hmm. But Jack, no, no. <laughs> No, no, not, not due to performance or by what the actor was doing, but just purely by the character. Just the, the character. character. Yeah, talking about the character here. Yeah, he, yeah. he, he isn't actually JFK. He thinks he is JFK. Yeah. He's lost, lost the plot. Yeah. Uh, as far as performances to portray it's, this, as oh, a man who thinks he is JFK, it's it's spot on. It, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's hilarious. I, lo- I love the justification that he does in this one little scene where he's gone off to do some research. He's like, <laughs> I, had, I had the girl who pretends to be my niece take me to the library. <laughs> I love the part where he roughly translated Egyptian hieroglyphics. Um, Now this top line translates into Pharaoh Gubbles Gubbles Donkey Goobers, and the bottom line Cleopatra does the nasty. Well, that's what I got from it anyway. (laughs) It's so good because you're like, oh, this is gonna be important. It's hieroglyphics. It's like, no, wait, it's it's toilet graffiti. Of course, that's probably what it says. 
<laughs> yeah, Jack is crazy, but he is wholeheartedly crazy, and he is totally immersed in who what he believes to be true. Like I said, he he is more than likely just senile rather rather than a truth teller. Yeah. Um, as as like Sebastian. Yeah. So uh, where Elvis got attacked by a scarab, and actually we see earlier in the film, but the other characters are not aware the scarabs have attacked a few other people, and so is the mummy. Elvis gets attacked by a scarab. He's freaked out. He's like, damn, giant bugs. Meanwhile, Jack gets attacked by the mummy, and Elvis finds him because he's sort of a bit freaked out by his scarab encounter. Finds him lying on the floor. He's like, "It was him. He was trying to get me. Who was trying to get you, Mr. President? Lyndon Johnson." <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, uh, Mr. President, uh, Lyndon Johnson's this has dead. been dead. <laughs> I, I think he's lying. Like, like, uh, Johnson's dead. <laughs> and Jack goes, "Shit, they ain't gonna stop him." <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So by this point, yeah, uh, they've discovered this mummy and they are fully aware this mummy is the person killing people at the old people's home. Um, like I said earlier, it's a perfect place for the mummy to come and kill people. It needs souls. It could go and suck a young person's soul and live for a lot longer, but that's going to ra- raise suspicion. Here, no one's going to notice if old people die, so he comes and he gets a little bit of soul, comes back, gets a little bit of soul, and as we said before, he's sucking from the anus. Um, so yeah, they found with, with the pants down. Uh, Just a little, the fingers, the fingers together you do it as the anus yeah, anus like, like you're using a toothpick to pop a balloon as in anus it sounds better <laughs> did, did the word anus come from the balloon what's this anus, anus. <laughs> weird ass healing Aussie Davis is brilliant in his performances mm. but Jack is the the, the outright funny character where the Elvis character is a bit more serious Jack is literally all there just for shits and gigs he's the comic relief in a comedy film exactly right and he's really good I loved the uh, the line when he says to Elvis because he's after he says Oh, this is before he says, let's get decadent. Um, He says, uh, would you like a ding dong? And Elvis looks at JFK's crotch and he says, oh, I didn't mean mine. I mean a chocolate ding dong. And then he thinks to himself and he goes, of course, mine would be chocolate. Now they died me. (laughs) (laughs) Those little... Inner, like, also the, the, like their friendship is really sweet and heartwarming. Yeah. Like they, they're a bunch of old dudes like, hanging out as well. They're like, we gotta burn the mummy, but how about we get some snacks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want your blood sugar to drop. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, you, got, you got baby rules. <laughs> uh, looks and tone because there isn't really any other characters. There's a nurse who does a does a fine enough job, and there's Heidi Manahut as Callie. But other than that, there's a mummy who looks mummyish. Mm. Played by Bob Ivy. Played by Bob Ivy. There you go. According to IMDb right now. What else has Bob Ivy done? Looks in tone. Oh, dear. Oh, that's his that's it. the mummy. Oh, okay, well, he's he's a, a, a stunt quarter. quarter. There you okay. go. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. As far as aging Elvis goes, they nailed it. He walked, he talked, he was on point. Nothing was sort of yeah. off. Special, nothing special. Yeah. Not just the standard, really. Yeah. I did. I did like the fact that when we first encounter him, he's sort of in a bit of a daze. Frequently, just sort of laying in his bed, watching the day go, go by, by him. And he struggles to walk with his thing. But as he starts this adventure, and he even comments like, oh, shit, I'm feeling good. I'm just because I'm doing something. It's because I care. And it's, it's doing that hero moment. The music swells and JF, black JFK rolls out on, on an electric wheelchair. <laughs> a geriatric Elvis comes out in a walker and they go, all right, man, let's go. Well, as start waddling down the hallway. They couldn't really do much as as looks go, yeah. but that was something they did well. The look mm. of how uh, not so much Jack because he's just an old guy, 
in a, in a suit, I suppose. Mm. Where, but the look of the aging Elvis, yeah, spot on, was absolutely spot mm. on. But one of the things they did do was that day passing, which was put you inside the mind of what monotony it would be to be an old person yeah, sitting in a room looking at the door, just mm. watching people Best come and the, go, and no back. one's visiting you. Yeah. They're just walking in, taking tests, taking bloods, whatever, going away. Well, no one knows he's there. Any way. Tone. I thought it was quite strong. I mean, overall, it, it's a comedy horror, but it's very heavy on the comedy, not so heavy on the no, horror. No, so definitely not heavy on the horror. Don't, don't feel like it, because it's a horror, it's going to be scary, because it ain't. Yeah, it's yeah. just scary because it's a mummy, yeah. soul-sucking thing. To an old folks you could probably I'll even, say it's not scary. Yeah, you could probably even just drop the, the horror you, context. Yeah, you kind of could. Like, I feel like it's required, but yeah. it's just not Is really that, There's not someone killing people. That's the horror, yeah. the, the, yeah. the, the scary yeah. part There's of a it. monster involved. I thought they, they they did quite well in fleshing out this world, though, in regards to the Elvis swap. They did go into... You could have easily just had the audience try to believe that he was the Elvis mm. without going into the details of How the whole swap it. and the whole scene about the swap. Yeah, um, You could have just let them say, okay, you're going to buy into this, and he could have just said it. But they actually did a scene that shows him sw- yeah. swap as Elvis. His, his interpretation of what happened, yeah. And it was... It was it was really good to put that in there. Like if we, without mm. that, it would have lost a lot. So to go to the extra effort to show it, yeah. I thought that was a it was really good. I, I do think that going we'll go, we can probably go into it more, but the, the time it took to set up the entire movie was probably the biggest drawback for me in this yeah. film. It took about 15 minute, fifty minutes before it started going. Yeah, it was fifty minutes was the first act, and the movie is an hour and a half long, or yeah. slightly less. So it is a lot of setup there. It goes a long time to get to where it's trying to get to. There's um, a lot of one liners in that though. That's exactly like it pulls it back in with the with the comedy, but it's oh man yeah yeah there is a lot of setup yeah there is a lot of setup. um like I said though, fleshing out the world did an right job of that I think it would have paid off to do it a bit more with JFK though as well mm. um which probably would have broken up that section a little bit like yeah, I know I know it takes yeah. a while to get to the actual what they're doing in the movie yeah but I kind of felt like that's kind of a band aid on this on the issue not so much a I don't know I kind of felt like nothing really happened for the first 50 minutes of the movie it was mostly all just I'm Elvis I'm Elvis yeah, I'm Elvis I'm Elvis what's I'm this thing setting up oh, I'm look, Elvis you're crazy things are strange maybe there is a mummy we're good friends now yes yeah. there is a mummy maybe but I just don't think like, in any movie it worked I was fine for it for that's me. your opinion mm. uh, I don't personally think just because there's something in the movie you need to deal with you have to deal with True. it earlier you can deal with it in the yeah, last no. five minutes if you want to but I guess it just to me it kind of felt like they were spinning their wheels a bit and they were just basically using Bruce Campbell's charm as a crutch uh, to yeah, get sure. through that part that's what I mean I but he has a growth on his crutch True, <laughs> and it does need to get squeezed I would have liked them to have Use maybe a bit of that time to flesh out the JFK character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whether he's insane or not, I suppose it, it's... A, it's and that's the other thing. They had the whole scene with Elvis, and that's why I believe that he was Elvis. Because they actually give you the scene. Yeah, but then again, it could be a classic case of an unreliable narrator. Yeah, sure. But with JFK, though, they don't. And that's more like the way I take it as they're saying, he is Elvis and he's the scene to prove it. Yeah. He is crazy. There ain't no scene because yeah. he is just nuts. I, I yeah. think also of the two options, Elvis Presley swapping with someone, feasible. Dying, Dying someone JFK black. after he got shot <laughs> no, But head. that's what I mean. Yeah. At least you could flesh it out with the point that he thought. How long has Jack been here yeah. for? Yeah. You know, what was the day he woke up scared as fuck because they died him? Yeah. I wanted to see that. I wanted to have a good giggle. I really thought that was as far as tone goes well. It didn't really pull any punches when it looks at the world of nursing homes. Yeah. 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 I thought I did that really well. It, mm. it really didn't pull any punches. Like Every single room looks dreary and sort of encrusted 
despite the fact that there's often the cleaner scrubbing floors and those fast forward <coughs> scenes, everything seems so grimy. Yeah, it's just a way like, down. You know, the way you're sort of sent it's there. It's a waiting room for death. death. Yeah. And the nurse deals with that, the doctor deals with that, the guys who come and remove the bodies give you that feeling as well. And then Callie's in there as well. And she is that perfect example of the a person who literally just put their father in a nursing home so she didn't have to deal with it yeah. mm. and then come back and collect the goods and throw it out yeah. when he does. Because, you know, if there had been anything worth taking, she would have taken it, but she was happy to throw his purple heart out. It gives you a good sense. And, and, and that scene, as I said before, with the flickering of him watching the world go by, it gives you an eye, look into that yeah. loneliness very and abandonment bleak. of someone just laying mm-hmm. there. It's the same watching. thing, same thing over and over again. Very, very the, bleak. Very, the, very the road. Just yeah. the, the car- yeah. Don't worry, I'll, I'll throw the deep bleak if I'm busy again. <laughs> just the carousel of the staff going in and out. Like you get a, a feeling depressing, that, depressing ride. They even look at themselves like basically, you know, they're a burden on society. They're a second class citizen. It was, it was a good way to sort of sort of do that. Not too heavy with the feels, but it yeah. gave you a little bit, I thought. Anything else to say on Looks and Tone? Looks and Tone? No. I feel like they did a really good job of uh, showing going between dream state because he was falling in and out of sleep a lot when he was in bed and going between his what, what he was seeing in his dreams and then that transitioning. There was one particular scene where he was re- dreaming about his, his daughter being in the doorway. It was just a silhouette of his daughter. And then he kind of like falls back with his head on his pillow and then someone touches his hand, like his shoulder, yeah. and he immediately wakes up and it's... It's almost seamless as yeah, in Jack, yeah. you could just immediately see that he just came out of a dream. Yeah, yeah. I thought they did some of those scenes very well. Overall? Overall, thoroughly enjoyed it. I feel like it was very carried very heavily by the comedy and by Bruce Campbell. Definitely. I'm pretty sure it's just Elvis. I'm very carried very heavily by Elvis. <laughs> um, Elvis Campbell. I kind of feel like anything else tacked onto that would have been good. It just happened to be... A mummy. A mummy in a retirement home. <laughs> Change that with any other location, any other noun, and probably would have been just wheel. as good. Exactly. <laughs> but so the actual Werewolf story of, of it was very weak and it took a long time to tell, so it was difficult. Ghost in a sandwich shop. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of difficult to watch in that regard. But Zombie it was, in a delicatessen. But it was so funny and so charming with the characters that uh, through it all I didn't enjoy it in the end of it just because it was very funny. I think you're right in that sense as yeah. well. Um, they spent a lot of time, as you said, doing Elvis's Elvis. character. They yeah. could have... they And they do have one scene where he, he meets eyes with Mummy and he basically looks in his eyes and the story of what happened to him gets transferred exactly. to him so he knows yeah. how he got there. But they could have also spent a little bit more time in the research of this yeah. mummy, yeah. have found they, out a bit more about him. I think that would have helped as well. They did like a little bit hit there. Like that it was um, Tutankhamen. It's like, yeah. Tutankhamen goes, no, it's like his brother or something. Yeah. yeah, like they gave it a little bit here yeah. and there, but I feel like that was the whole scene of it was just sort of completely interchangeable with anything else. Yeah. That kind of drew away from it a bit in that the story was purely a vehicle yeah. for Bruce Campbell to, to go Act between Elvis. scene and scene yeah. to be funny. <laughs> Which works. It did yeah. work. Like it was very funny and I'd enjoyed those parts of it, but the rest of it was very slow. And I would have liked them to flesh out the mummy a bit more. Um, yeah. They gave it a, a rough it, story. Does it explain why he's uh, dressed as a cowboy? Nope. No. Again, that would have been lovely if you could have just had the, some sort of a... The, the, the addressing of it being alive was they put a curse on the tomb and then when it got crashed, it cracked open. No, and no, now uh, it's... Uh, they actually sort of explained it in two parts. At the start, earlier on, they like, well, they say if you get buried and they, you get given the right stuff and your name uh, is said yeah. over your over your uh, sarcophagus, you'll get resurrected. But because he didn't have a name on his as a part of his curse for not being allowed to go to the afterlife, he didn't need that process because he was 
essentially nameless. Right. So all it needed was his thing to be cracked open, which occurred during a uh, great robbery, and that's why he was able to self-resurrect. Yeah, the reason he was there was the uh, getting a bit far into the podcast to bring this up, but uh, the reason he was there is yeah, the mummy was on a tour of museums and it was stolen, had a car crash, and he ended up in a river. Yeah, then he escaped and started taking a nursing home. Overall, I thought it was a good little film. Definitely one of the oddest you will probably ever see. A kooky and crazy concept. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I've seen Symbol. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well written and well acted for the most part. Very faithful to the weird and wonderful short story. Uh, the one-liners and quips uh, from the two main characters are well-placed and quite humorous. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. fault it on that. Yep. I think it was a fantastic Only thing I could say is, yeah, flesh out it a little bit more and yeah. I, would, I would have enjoyed it. It's all right. TV series will do that. That's true. Hopefully. TV series. Fingers crossed. Here my well, it's, words, only been six, it's only been 16 years. Surely it's... Bruce Campbell. <laughs> uh, moving on to spoiler territory. Would sorry, you... sorry. Yes, you'd recommend? Yes, I... Oh, sorry. Recommendations. I would recommend it. Give it a watch. Yeah, watch it. It's Bruce Campbell. Yeah. What's well, not all it. like? Uh, it's it definitely uh, enhanced by Friends and Beer. The absurdity it's one of those where you'll be looking at each other going, what the fuck? And you'll be looking at each other and quoting Elvis. <laughs> I like growth on my dick. <laughs> uh, spoilers. Spoilers. We're all... going to do it. We're just gonna grab some beers first. Yeah. Beers. What do we want? Beers? Beers, 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 beers. So as you expect, they fight the mummy. They win. They win. At Moving the cost under. of That's it. both Done. of their lives. Elvis looks at the sky, he sees some symbols, some stars line up, which is the hieroglyphics and all as well. And then he says, Thank you. Thank you very much. Nice. Yep, that's the end of the film. So I like to think. Uh, I like to point out that during the fight with the mummy, the mummy speaks actual hieroglyphic flow out of his mouth and connect. And then we get the <laughs> subtitle of like "Go suck a Nubis dong," and the hieroglyphics, if you actually pay attention, are like uh, a pointing finger, a uh, jackal head, a penis. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> uh, I think it was yeah, something um, ass wipe. They always yeah. eat. Anubis, like, um, eat Anubis' dog, dog, no, dog, dog penis, you asswipe, yeah. asswipe, or something yeah. like that. And it had like a mouth, a dog, a cock, a person bending over, and then a hand. One, one thing that I did want to say with the end, I think would have been a good touch, is because Jack gets clobbered by the mummy, and that's enough to knock him down, and he's out. And Elvis tries to come to save the day, but he's got to hold his friend and say goodbye. If a bit of sand was like coming out of his ear. <laughs> Yeah, that would have been good. Yeah, that'd be good. That is actually one little touch that I liked. I had when they did the swap over. Um, when Elvis came through the door, the impersonator was eating something, and he got like a little bit of yeah. sauce on his mouth. Oh, the pie! He had pie. I had pie in his mouth. And then as the impersonator is leaving, you just see him kind of like wiping something from the yeah. corner of his mouth as it, as he meets up with the rest of his posse yeah. and leaves away. Oh, like, uh, it's a nice little. It showed that they swapped positions. Is that it? Nice little way of a way of showing that nice little detail because it was obvious that the pie was on his mouth as the as yeah. the previous scene ended. Um, I thought, <laughs> as far as battle scenes, but also his friends can't tell the difference. Yeah, <laughs> that's how good of an impersonator he is. As far as the ba- the battle scene goes, it was it was it wasn't long exactly, but they didn't draw it out no. too far. I I was hoping there'd be more ass sucking scenes. I love that. Um, as in, I just, I was, I don't know. So, like, it was, I was hoping at one stage there was going to be, like, I've him, got a website him, for you. <laughs> him clawing at someone's ass trying to get to it. I was just like, 
Uh, it's just see. it. It's it. I did like I did like in the battle scene. One of my Once favorite. You plop, you can't stop. One of the favorite parts of the battle scene then was when Elvis Campbell uh, sits in the the electric the uh, the mobility scooter thing, yeah. little electronic wheelchair. And he just slams forward on it, and the little chair does a little wheelie as it slams <laughs> yeah, and shoots off. It does too. <laughs> it's so, it's good. so great. That's pretty great. I enjoyed that. Yeah. And thus, end of the podcast. End of the podcast. End of the podcast. Next week is a Mike pick. He chose the film Submarine from 2010. Directed by Richard Ayoade and adapted by him from the novel by Joe Dunthorne. This comedy drama with a good dash of romance follows Oliver Tate, an intelligent 15-year-old who is trying to survive teenage awkwardness, find his place in the world, deal with the highs and lows of young love, all while desperately attempting to extinguish the recently rekindled relationship between his mother and her ex-boyfriend, a travelling spiritualist sex ninja. Give it a watch. Also, did anyone else notice that Morgan didn't really do an Elvis impersonation? I find that annoying. Y'all should bother him on his Facebook about it. Now for a rambling conversation about Chewbacca's personal hygiene that I didn't have the heart to delete. Enjoy. (laughs) You see, the thing about Wookiee farts is, you'll always know who did it. You'll see the... (laughs) Chewie. Not in the Falcon. I wonder if Han ever had to cut out, like, Chewie's dags. Dag in this instance, not referring to an untidy person or a knot of wool at the back of a sheep, instead referring to a literal shitty dreadlock that can occur on some pets. Surely. Oh, that's just... Surely. No, that's he, could, he could do his own fucking dag. Come on now. <laughs> Squatting over his neck. Well, he Chewy, no! No, 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 no he wouldn't, because he'd have a shower. True. He'd just wash it. Yeah, right. You yeah. reckon Chewy would get in a shower? Why well, not? Yeah, he'd condition it and shampoo, but... You have to. Does he use flea shampoo? Does he use flea shampoo? (laughs) Or is it Jerry? He would have been a perfect Pantene person. (laughs) Chewy just shaking there. And he gets shot by a bolt. The whole body. The man has a laser crossbow. He would be able to wipe his own ass. (laughs) (laughs) Good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, he's not a fucking dog (laughs) that can't use scissors. Wait, wait. He can fly the Millennium Falcon. But my main thing is, I need this human because I can not my dad. He's he's a good engineer. He can fly the Millennium Falcon. He's got poor shoulder mobility. He just can't get back there. He can use, yeah, he can use really technical tools, but scissors are beyond him. He can reach forward, but reaching back just not built into Wookiee technology. Anyway, coming back from How demeaning would C3PO be if they gave him that job? <laughs> <laughs> he already hates his own lot. Oh, no, I just imagine that scene where he's got C3PO, the pastor C3PO in the back, and he spins upside down. He's like, and he's oh. like, Wookie Dag! <laughs> no, it's time, you need another trim. <laughs> Wait, that, was, that was Ben Kenobi, not C3PO. <laughs>